it's not me, it's you. <laughs> You're the problem. You're highly sensitive. You. That is not the way to do it. <laughs> That's a bad way of doing it. (laughs) Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, is your wife a highly sensitive person? Here's how to tell her. Yeah, that's going to go great. (laughs) (laughs) There is a good way to do it. That's what we're going to talk about today. You ready? Yep. Here we go. All righty. So here is a fascinating and yet relevant for us. And we're finding out relevant for a lot of other people. We have made one video or a video and video, a video on our YouTube channel is probably the most popular one we have on there. Do you know which one it is? Well, I'm going to guess that it's about being an HSP. Yes, a highly sensitive Sensitive person. person. Yes, that one we get more comments on and questions about because it starts to give people language, especially husbands, in ways of understanding their wife. Yes. Who needs things done in a very specific, particular way in life. Because they are sensitive to many, many things, both emotionally and physically Physically. and environmentally. And we've talked about being an HSP before. Yeah, we've talked about being an HSP on this podcast. And it's just a unique dynamic. That's part of your and my story. And so if you listen to this podcast, you're going to hear a little of this flavor. But we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about it in answer to this question that this husband wrote in. Um, And it's a very good question kind of forces us to kind of go back into the archives of our brains and try to think through kind of what happened in our lives. So so here's the scenario. This gentleman who's written us a couple days ago said, I came across your video on YouTube. I watched this and all the light bulbs came on. It answered so many questions and explains my wife exactly. My wife is a highly sensitive person. He's self-diagnosed that within her Mm -hmm. and there is no test you can't go take a clinical assessment from a psychologist that it's not a medical diagnosis it's not a medical diagnosis it is part of who you are but you're also looking at just anecdotally you have all these markers here's how you kind of see the world and now that has been called highly sensitive person yes and it came from a book many many years ago that's probably 20 years old now called the highly sensitive person and his question is my wife ticks all the boxes for being a highly sensitive person. Um, And it's helped me understand her better and how to be a better husband for her. How do I tell her she's a highly sensitive person? How do I initiate this conversation and point the finger at this video or this book or say, I think there's a, a label for how you are and how you experience the world. I love that he said, and if she is, I don't mind changing what I do to help her. Right. Yeah. And I love that. I just thought that was so classic. Yeah. yeah I mean, the phrase in the, in the email here is, I love her so much and we have grown and conquered so much together, but I feel like this really needs to be addressed. Moreover, if she is actually an HSP, I'm happy to make more changes for her, but knowing italicized she is an HSP would change the dynamic of how we approach such things. She's been described as overly sensitive by her family and some of her friends also. So this is again, not just him seeing this, but lots of other people seeing this. So here's the question. How does a husband who has the best of intentions to learn how to love his wife better, 
come to his wife and go, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> You're the problem. You're highly sensitive. You. That is not the way to do it. <laughs> That's a bad way of doing it. (laughs) Would your marriage benefit from having one-on-one time with Paul and I? How about spending seven days with us learning how to apply all the tools you've heard about on the Secure Marriage Podcast to your own marriage? Better yet, how about doing all of that in a warm, sunny, stunningly beautiful part of the world? You're invited to be one of only seven couples to join us on our first ever marriage cruise in February 2023. We'll be sailing out of Los Angeles for the tropical waters of Cabo San Lucas, Puerto Vallarta, and Mazatlan, Mexico. While on the cruise, you'll get to stay in your own spacious balcony cabin aboard the beautiful Navigator of the Seas by Royal Caribbean. You'll also enjoy delicious food, stunning entertainment, and plenty of free time to get reacquainted with your spouse. If you want a memorable way to make your marriage better, go to securemarriage.com forward slash cruise and submit your application. Time's running out and we only have space for a few more couples, so don't delay. While on the crew, while on the crew, why can't I say that word? Cruise. <laughs> while on the cruise, Boy, cruise. Time's running out and we only have space. Do you remember how we did it? Do you remember? Because I'm the one who discovered the book first. I'm the one who became familiar with it. And I'm the one who introduced it to you. And I can remember the roller coaster when we did this. Right. Yeah. When you told me, I did not take it well. No. I didn't hear it well. And I didn't want to read the book either because it just felt like here's one more thing that you are pointing out that I'm flawed. Yeah. And having grown up being hearing a lot that you're sensitive or I was always shy and quiet and cute. And, and, um, but I did, I can remember um, when I was working as a night auditor in a hotel and I was the only one that had a cash drawer that in the morning when people mm-hmm. were checking out, but there was a ton of people. So my boss came out, he finished running the reports that we were doing and he came out to help me and he mm-hmm. used my cash drawer. And in it, he had made a mistake and didn't get enough money. And so my cash drawer was off by a hundred dollars. And I'm the one that got in trouble. And I cried. I couldn't help it because I was being accused of something that I hadn't done. Most people have resilience and Mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily cry about that. But um, but I was told, and this was not the first time that I heard it, but I was told that I needed to... to, um, Toughen up. Toughen up. Thank you. That's the words. And uh, I've I've heard that multiple times over the span of my years that I need to toughen up. And and. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> do you just, even think it's possible? Um, I I think that I have built resilience, so I'm much tougher than I used to be. Do you think you have built as much resilience as people expect you to build? No, <laughs> no. no, I don't. I, I will never have yeah. as much resi- resilience as people would like me yeah. to have because we'll you I'm have. just not wired that no. way. Yep. But I have done a lot of things to help. Yes me grow and build resilience and I've built a lot of resilience in a lot of other areas um, yeah. that I didn't have resilience in either. So so go back to when I approached you with this concept of being a highly sensitive person. It's a label. We are labeling you a thing now. Yes. I, 
Oh, I didn't like it. No. And then I read the book and... Reluctantly, forcedly, um, what was kind of your mindset when you finally acquiesced to reading the book? Um, I think I was just at my wit's end. Okay. I, I was just, okay, fine, I'll read it. Yeah. Maybe this will help me. Yeah. And it was like finding the missing puzzle piece. Hmm. I was like, well, there were so many things that she wrote in this book that talked about that this was not a flaw. She didn't say DNA or anything, but it's just part of who you are. It is who you are. It's not because there's something wrong with you or not because there's a flaw. And I I, I read through it and it really was like, oh my gosh, everything she's saying, I can relate to everything. Yeah. So there was that missing piece. But there was also, so there was relief for me to yeah. go, oh, I make sense to myself yeah. now. Quit telling me that I need to change Yeah, because this is just me. Yeah. There's not something wrong with me. Yeah. And there was a part of me that was just so angry about it because I'm not like everybody else. Yeah. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just different. Yeah. And being highly sensitive can be very incredibly irritating and frustrating and tiring and exhausting. Yeah. Because there are so many things that affect me. Yeah. But there's the other side of it where I feel joy. Great, 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 great joy when people just are like, eh. Yeah. And, but I also feel deep, 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 yeah. deep, 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 deep sadness yeah. when people are just like, eh. Yeah. There's That's a- actually a great description of a highly sensitive person. They experience things on a deeper level, both painful and positive. Yeah. Because it's like your senses are turned up to 11. Most people only intake five units of happiness into their lives. Because you're sensitive, you get to have 10 units of happiness. They have five units of sadness in whatever experience. You have 10 units of sadness. You just experience things on a deeper level across the board. Yes. Not, Not just emotionally, but also physically. Yes. So when I recognize this, the book also gave you some some ideas of how to cope in a world that's not designed for highly sensitive people. Yes, that's great. And so like I I remembered all the time telling Paul and the the kids when they would be watching movies, can we turn it down? It's it's too loud. It's bothering me. So I finally realized it's probably not too loud. It's probably me. And so I got Earplugs. And we'd watch movies and I'd put earplugs in and I could hear the words and everything. It wasn't too loud and it'd be great. We go to a movie theater and the the lights, I don't get nauseous from the big screen, but because bright lights and going from bright to dark to bright to dark is hard on my eyes. It gives me nasty headaches. So I take sunglasses with me to the movie theater. Or to church when you're we're in the service and all the lights are down and just bright lights on the stage yeah. and it, the lights would give me a head. So I just had to start learning how to make adjustments yeah. and not expect everyone else around me to change. Now there's some things that everybody else has to accommodate yeah. for me. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. Who has to do most of the accommodating? You do. <laughs> yes. You do. And again, we've talked about this, but early in our marriage, it felt like you didn't care about me. Why yeah. do we always have to do things your way? Why can't we do things my way? And the answer is because it's physically or emotionally or sensitively painful for you. Yes. And so I've had to sacrifice and give and change and acquiesce so that you can have a good experience. 
Yes. I think something that I didn't realize that I don't think either one of us realized either is, and this will be really good information for anybody who's married to a highly sensitive person, but when we would have big fights, or maybe not even a big fight, but it would become big because (laughs) my survival brain would kick in pretty quick. My resilience is low, so things that people could have a fight about or a disagreement about or whatever, it didn't take long for my switch to get turned off and my survival brain to kick on and become completely overwhelmed. Yeah. And when you're having a fight or disagreement, the thing that you want to do the most is even if you have to stop the fight, say, okay, I know we're having this fight, but I want us to stay connected yeah. in it. And you never use those words early in our fighting and stuff, but you would say, come sit by me yeah. or come hold my hand and just let me be together because you wanted us to be connected. And I would tell you all the time, I can't, it's painful. It physically hurts me. And I think that was before we realized that I was a highly mm-hmm. sensitive person. And when I'm already overwhelmed in all of my senses because my my survival brain is turned on and I'm not thinking in my rational mind and everything in me is just on high 100% yeah, yeah. to have one more piece of sensation, yeah. of physical touch was awful it was horrible and i and i think because neither one of us understood that or realized that that hurt you because Mm -hmm. it felt like i didn't want to be with you you're making this big effort in the midst of this horrible thing Mm. to connect with Mm. me to make sure that we stay connected and i couldn't do it yeah i was absolutely incapable of doing it and so that's hard for me to look back on that and go, and still, if I get into that state, it is super hard for me. And I, I will make the effort because I know how important that is, but it's still painful. And yeah. we work really hard now for me to not get yeah, into that sure. state. It's been a very long time since I felt that way. Even just to be in your proximity was painful because yeah. I could feel if you could just see what I'm doing here, I'm showing you. And this is a podcast, not a video. So, Yeah, but she's she's doing the hokey pokey over here, waving her <laughs> arms and wiggling in some way, trying to communicate all these sensations that her body feels. Yes. Let's go back to the question. How would this husband approach his wife? How would now knowing what we know, knowing right. of the experiences we've had, tell me. How would you like to be approached by your husband? Right. And especially if she's just not aware of it. She's not aware of it. Because oh I have my. an idea, but right. you, you you're might the have highly to give sensitive your, person. You might have to give your idea because all I can say is I don't know that there is any way that you can bring it up without it causing defensiveness and pain in your wife. There's one way you can bring it up that will guarantee defensiveness and pain yes, in your wife. For sure. And that is again waving a book in front of someone going, "This is you. I've diagnosed you and here's your problem. If you just figure this out, this will fix you." That will automatically trigger someone's survival brain. They'll get right. defensive for because sure. nobody likes to be blamed or have the finger pointed at them. Right. So instead of this husband uh, throwing a book at her, um, I would suggest doing two things in writing. I'm a big fan of writing when it become when it comes to really, really important conversations because again, you can edit, you can right. take out the stuff that doesn't matter. You can have someone else read it and make sure it comes across good and write her a letter 
And this letter can basically say, I am trying to figure out the best way to love you. And this dynamic that we have between the two of us, I've recently come across this video from these people. I listened to this podcast and I'm trying to come up with the best way to have a conversation around some of this, but I'm afraid it might come across as me pointing the finger or blaming you. And I don't want to have that happen. Yes. Would you be willing to just examine this? Look at this with full veto power. You can say, I disagree with this, but can we try to together see if some of these things apply to us, not you, to us? Because I'm in this with you. This affects both of us. We're in this together. Yes. And I'll read it with you. We can just go through the table of contents. We can look at the checklist that they have in there. And if this is anywhere in the ballpark, before we read the book, what does it feel like? If we're now even talking about this. We're using new language. We're saying something like a highly sensitive person. But if, you know, nine of the 10 things you're checked off, okay. How's that How's that sitting with you? What's stirring with you? And if I would have asked those questions of you, it's like, you know, I'm defensive or this makes you feel terrible or I feel broken or right. all these that, other things. That would have been, I would have yeah. certainly said I feel broken. Yeah. And well, I felt broken before I had, you the, did. had the thing. So yeah. I don't know why it would have made me feel more broken, yep. but it really would have. And then it requires time to kind of let that seep in to the conversation and the dynamics and the relationship. And again, he can't keep coming back going, see, this is one more proof why you are a highly sensitive yeah, person. And no. his email doesn't have that tone in it. But no. it's it's just one more way of going. It's almost a grieving process. It is. I would say it probably took me a year and a half yeah. to come to terms with it yeah. and to be okay with it. And now I have absolutely no problem yeah. saying that I'm a highly sensitive person because it just gives me this relief of yeah. like, yep, it's that's what I am. Yeah. And I can do what I can to yep. make workarounds in the world. Yep. But it's okay that I'm that way. It's just who I am now. Here's the one thing we can offer this gentleman who's written us and other people who are listening to this. Sometimes it's better to not just have a book, but actually people you can talk to. We are in this journey together, you and me, Paul and Shannon. And if you're going, okay, this, yep, this sounds like us, but we don't know how to handle the situation. Can we have a phone call? Can we send you an email? You can do that. We'll have a conversation with you. We're we're like normal people. And so send us an email, send us a question, and you don't have to do this alone. And maybe having someone else who's a little further down the road on this journey can help you navigate some of the bumpy spots that we had to figure out on our own because we had nobody. Right. And it can make it easier. Yeah. So we will extend that invitation, not expectation, but invitation for those couples who are dealing with this in one way or another. And this isn't just a... I was just about to say that. Okay. You say you see if we're on the same page here. This isn't just a female thing. Thank you. No, it isn't. Men can be HSPs as well. Yep. And um, and so you, it, once you start to understand that and just incorporate that into your relationship, it's kind of the best metaphor I have for it is it's just like finally being diagnosed as being diabetic. It's like, oh, okay, we just now incorporate this into our life. And right. you got to make sure you have insulin. You got to make sure your diet you know, reflects what you have to if you have diabetes. It's not a death sentence. It's not something to condemn you. It just is something you have to take into factor into decisions right. that you make when you do things. And so we do. And we still like each other. Well, you still like me, even though I'm the one who 
suggestion you might be a highly sensitive <laughs> person. And that can happen for other people. So, yes. dear sir, you know who you are because I'm going to email you after this episode and say we just made a podcast episode. Look for it. When I'm when you hear this, you might invite your wife to listen to this episode. And if you guys need some help navigating this, we'll be glad to set up a time and, and have a short conversation and see if we can do something to help. Yes. Does that sound okay? It's You'll be willing to talk to other people about it? Of course. Okay. That's nice of us. Yeah. That's <laughs> nice of us. Aren't a little humble there? That's right. That's right. The whole reason we do this podcast is so people don't have to be alone as they try yes. to have better relationships with their spouses. And if this is just one dynamic that we can speak with authority to because we've been there, done that. Yep. Then let's talk about it. Yeah. Now, if you're going to ask us about a thousand other questions we have no authority in, we're going to say, sorry, you're out of luck. But this one, we got it covered. So anyway, um, for everyone else who isn't a highly sensitive person, but you might know somebody, this might be helpful in some way. Or you can just, you know, fast forward the 30 second thing and just get through this episode and get back to normal marriage stuff. Yep. Either way, we're glad you're listening. We're glad you're here. We are appreciative of everyone who um, wants to have a better marriage, wants have a secure marriage and uh, we'd love to hear from you so if you want to email us email shannon at highly sensitive person at secure marriage.com <laughs> no. <laughs> no that doesn't work shannon at secure marriage.com or paul at secure marriage.com and we'll have some conversations yep other than that i think that's is that it. good enough yeah you doing okay i'm doing great this isn't overwhelming for nope, you no i'm good you're not too sensitive at the moment nope not okay. at all then we're done. Okie doke. Goodbye. <laughs> bye bye.